Whitney. I'm Danielle. And we are the founders of Sakara Life, on a mission to nourish your body and transform your life. Sakara is a Sanskrit word that describes the action of turning your thoughts into things and manifesting your reality. We believe that who we surround ourselves with, what we watch, what we listen to, what we eat, the information that we take in, impacts the way we think and therefore who we are. The conversations that follow are with bold thinkers who have had an impact on how we view the world, ourselves, and what it means to live the Saqqara life. The intention of these conversations is to push each of us to greater heights so that we can turn our thoughts into things and all shine our light a little brighter. We are so excited to be on this journey with you. Welcome to the Saqqara life. Today on the Sakara Life podcast, we have the unique pleasure of speaking with the one and only Anthony William. You might know him as the medical medium. He is the visionary force behind the healing journeys of countless individuals worldwide, with a mission deeply rooted in compassion and an unyielding commitment to helping the chronically ill. His unique medium abilities, deemed unorthodox by many, serve as a guiding light as he unravels the intricate connections between heavy metal detoxification, viruses, and chronic diseases. We bring a lot of different experts on to the Sakara Life podcast, top doctors in the world of functional medicine, top researchers from major institutions, and we believe that it's important to hear different thoughts and ideas when it comes to health and nutrition. While Anthony might be a bit of a controversial figure and his methods might not be the most traditional, his countless stories of transformation and successful health outcomes really do speak for themselves. And that's why we found it so interesting and important to bring him on to the Sakara Life podcast so that we could dive deeper in to his methods and belief system to understand his perspective and expand our own. So we hope that you listen to this episode with an open mind, and we hope that you take away some pieces of information from this conversation that perhaps you weren't thinking about before and that can help you in your own health and wellness journey. Well... A.W., as your friends call you, Anthony William, welcome to the Sakara Life podcast. I guess you're also known as the medical medium by your 5 million plus Instagram followers out there in the world, but we are so excited to have you on the Sakara podcast. I've read your books, I follow you on Instagram, and you have a very unique perspective on health, nutrition, the body that I'm very curious about, so... Happy to have you on. And we like to start the episode with the same question, which is, what is your mission here on Earth? Honored to be here. Incredible. Thank you for having me on. What's my mission? Protect a chronically ill because they're swept under the carpet for decades and decades. Conventional medicine swept them under under the carpet. Alternative medicine swept them under the carpet for a long time. And the chronically ill have suffered greatly and it's all in your head. It's your fault. You're not really sick. That's what so many people have heard for so many years. But now it's getting a little bit better, but still we have a long way to go. My mission is to provide answers no one has ever heard before, 
MM info out there, getting the info out there. That's the forefront. Everything from blood draw information, which we could always talk about later, to Epstein-Barr causing multiple sclerosis, to autoimmune not being the body attacking itself, to so many different pieces of incredible, powerful information that's turned people's lives around. So they can heal finally because they know, wait a minute, there's something else happening inside my body. There's something deeper happening here. And the information is part of the mission. It's like, wait, now I know toxic heavy metals are creating my anxiety, my depression, my bipolar, my sadness, my depersonalization. It's all these things included. When people learn, it's like everything changes. That's my mission is making sure that I have the back of the chronically ill. And what brought you to this mission? And not only is what you're talking about so unique, but the reason that you're talking about it is also unique. So can you tell us about that? Well, some people know me as the medical medium. And it started from age four, hearing a voice, waking up one morning and hearing a voice that was giving me medical information, information that's ahead of research and science. And a lot of people would be like, wait a minute, here's a voice. That's not possible. What's this voice he hears? This guy's crazy. But then when you hear things like the concept along COVID and it originated from medical medium published information first, then they're like, wait a minute, what? So how would you know that? How would you actually be ahead of the people that say long COVID? It's like, well, because the voice told me so. I wouldn't know otherwise. So it's this thing where... I've dedicated my life having to hear the voice, then put the information in the books. And then the books, millions of copies go around the world. And then people, they're like, whoa, I didn't know this. I didn't know that shopping carts had feces all over it and their strep on there and Simplex One. And I didn't know that. And I didn't know <laughs> cologne and perfume was mysteriously dangerous and what's in there and the toxic heavy metals. And I didn't know that. And you know, all the different things. I mean, there's hundreds of things so my job is to be the messenger. That's what it is. I have to be the messenger since I was little, still the messenger today. Regardless, I just have to do it. And my job is to message the information out to people and then they could find it. And people who find medical meme information, they're like, you know what? I've tried everything. I've done everything. I've gone to 20 doctors, 50 doctors. I've spent hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. I've been sick for 10 years. Let me just look at what this guy does. Let me just see. And they see the healing stories. And they're like, how's this possible? And then they try it and it starts to move the needle. And they're like, I don't care if the guy hears the voice or not. <laughs> I just want to get better. Yeah. How often do you hear the voice? It's every day. It's a big job. It's every day. It's the voice that puts all the unique information out there. So yeah. And do you feel like you have to be tuned in to hear it? Because when we were starting Sakara, I felt like I was getting a lot of downloads. Danielle and I used to talk to each other about these downloads that we would get around, you know, information and ideas. And we felt like we also had a calling, that this was our mission to help people, to put people in the driver's seat of their own health, and that Sakara wasn't necessarily born out of us too, but through us. But I'm feeling now, you know, we're over 10 plus years into this business and the day-to-day -day grind of work. It's harder for me to hear 
that voice and get those downloads? Is it something that just keeps coming to you or do you have to be in a certain space? Well, you know, it's funny. I mean, a lot of people, they get connected and that's powerful and they're intuitive and they have psychic abilities too. And if someone has that, you just want to nurture that. You want to know what's there. I know that the world is hard. Life is hard. Life gets busy. It's no joke down here on planet Earth. And it could push you and push you and push you. And so if you have a gift like that, yeah, it could just knock your senses almost out of you a little bit too. That's how hard it is down here. But at the same time, you have to connect with it. Know it's there, regardless of how hard you're being pushed. And with me, it's a voice I hear from the outside of my body. It's I hear it no matter what. So it becomes really, really annoying. And that's how it's always been. Yeah. And one of the things that this voice told you about was celery and the celery salts. I remember back a few years ago, there was this huge celery craze. I would go into the grocery store. I wanted to buy celery. And there was literally no celery to be found, like both in America and around the world. So can you tell us about celery? Celery juice itself, it's changing people's lives. I mean, hundreds of millions of people on this planet are drinking celery juice every single morning. And why? How does it work? It makes people feel better. It helps them heal. And it's not just as simple as it's hydration. It's not that at all. Celery juice fixes things because it's antipathogenic, and people are dealing with viruses. They're dealing with Epstein-Barr. They're dealing HHV-6, cytomegavirus, shingles viruses. People are just loaded, loaded with viral infections. And these viral infections rise up and they just start to burn the body out. They start to challenge the immune system. They start to weaken us. And what happens with celery juice is it's attacking the viruses. That's what it's doing. And it does a few other things too. People with digestive problems and they got the acid reflux and the stomach problems. The celery juice restores their HCL because people walk around with burnt out HCL. They take the celery juice and they're drinking it. It's starting to restore their stomach glands. It brings their HCL up and then that actually breaks down their proteins and now their gut isn't rotting because so many people have gut rot out there. And then it strips and breaks down the bad bugs in the gut. So I know there's a lot of gut health experts out there now born in just the last three, four years. Everybody's like, microbiome, microbiome, take this, take that, bentonite clay, make sure you're doing sodium bicarbonate, make sure you're doing all this, make sure you're eating charcoal. And meanwhile, celery juice, it goes in there, it pulverizes, it breaks down the membranes to the bugs that shouldn't be there. It helps to feed the bugs that we do need inside of us. It helps to cleanse the liver. It breaks out the sludge in the liver, breaks it up. And so when people drink it, it's life-changing. It really is. You talk about autoimmune issues. You talk about digestive issues. You talk about brain health, all sorts of things and infections. Is every approach different or are there tenants to all of those approaches no matter what's wrong? And is celery juice one of them? Are there others like don't eat this or make sure you eat this every single day? Well, celery juice isn't like a one-size-fits-all. Celery juice is going to make some things go away. But at the same time, so many people have different complex situations. That's one medical medium tool. So many people have strep, two or three different kinds of strep in their system. They got the acne that's blowing up on them. 
<laughs> they got conjunctivitis, they got UTIs, bladder infections. Another person will have that plus chronic fatigue syndrome. Their arms feel heavy. Another person has that plus anxiety, you know, crippling anxiety. Everybody has something different going on. And what's going to happen with people is somebody might have one or two different viral infections. Then they got some toxic heavy metals. Maybe they'll have more copper versus aluminum. Maybe they'll have more mercury versus lead. All these things matter. And celery juice is just one tool that's really imperative for deep healing. But there's hundreds of tools people can customize and do what they want to move themselves forward. They don't have to be vegan. They don't have to be plant-based. They don't have to be animal protein. They could be just pescatarian. And they can apply the tools and bring them in. And it starts to move the needle. And what would you say are the top two issues you see people dealing with, like the most upstream kind of issues? Sounds like infection is definitely up there. It's way up there. I mean, people are so sick these days. Neurological problems, neurological fatigue, and neurological symptoms, that's the top tier. Tingles, numbness, aches and pains, twitches, spasms, tremors, shakes, vibrations in your body, brain fog. Go to a neurologist maybe, go to a specialist, and they'll be like, look, we think it's just anxiety. Take this benzodiazepine, take this drug. And the medical medium information was about, oh, no, 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 no. There's a real reason why you got tick spasms, tremors, shakes. There's a real reason why your limbs feel like a ton of lead. And there's a real reason why you have tightness of the chest, tightness of the throat, all these different symptoms. And viral infection is a big part of that, creating neurological symptoms. Finally, after all the information getting out there, now people are like, that's neurological. That's your nervous system. And fatigue is, that's unexplained. Like it's not fatigue because you worked out too much. It's not fatigue because you partied too much. It's not fatigue because you're just, you're just worn out. It's fatigue that's, you're not moving past. Something's wrong here. I need help. Well, that's neurological. And you're seeing virus as being a root cause. So I have a child with type 1 diabetes, an autoimmune condition. And I think part of my interest and, and fascination with your work comes from just like what you're talking about, going around to see every doctor and every doctor kind of saying, well, this is your diagnosis and this is the end of the road kind of thing, like lifelong diagnosis. And when I came to your page, you're talking about that it's not autoimmune around the body attacking itself. This is an autoimmune theory. And taking a different perspective on autoimmune to begin with. And I'm going to read a, a quote from you because this really shifted my mentality around this. You said, the biggest barrier obstructing your path to true healing is the belief that the body is attacking itself. You are told there's very little you can do to manage your symptom or condition and nothing you can do to reverse it. This is a lie and something that should be discarded immediately now that you know the truth. Know this, your body is not attacking itself. I've already said it multiple times, but I must say it over and over until we all understand it deep within our beings. It's that fundamentally important. Your body is not self-destructive and your body is not searching out every 
healthy blood cell to harm and kill off. In fact, your body is doing the opposite. Every day your body is working for you. It is on your side. Your immune system cannot do one thing to harm a single cell in your body. It has never been able to do that and never will do that. When we know this deep within our being and replace the lie with this truth, something begins to change. That barrier that was once in your way is obliterated and your path to healing becomes clear and unhampered. Like it just, it changed my mindset around there's nothing that can be done to maybe the body is powerful, the body is smart, and perhaps there is more on this path. Yeah. The body does not attack itself. So what's happening here in alternative medicine is alternative medicine has adopted conventional medicine's belief that the body destroys the body so that your body's immune system goes and destroys your thyroid, destroys your organs, destroys your liver, destroys your pancreas. That's conventional mindset from 1950. And for some reason, alternative medicine, as advanced as it is, they actually believe this outdated theory from the 1950s that wasn't even proven. The body doesn't attack itself. They've never discovered that. They never found that, you guys. There's no study or test anywhere that exists that shows the body's immune cells going after a healthy cell in the body and destroying it. But meanwhile, it's rampant. So if you're a mom and you have a 15-year-old daughter or a 12-year-old son and you just came back from the doctors and they get diagnosed with any kind of autoimmune condition and the child looks it up on the phone and sees, whoa, my body's destroying itself. My body's attacking itself. And it's not even real. Autoimmune symptoms, conditions, they're all real. Like people suffering, symptoms, you got a symptom, you're, that's real, as real as it gets. But the theory isn't. The theory was a theory. They didn't know why people were getting sick. So they landed on, let's just blame the person. It's your fault. If you're sick, that's because your immune system and your body turned on you. That protects the industry. That protects big pharma. It protects the medical industry. It protects all of them. They're just in the clear because it's your fault. And I've talked about this over the years where it's actually an injury to the pancreas that leads to a type 1 diabetic problem. It's not just magically just happened through genetics or genes. It's actually some kind of injury, whether it's a physical injury. Food poisoning is one of the biggest injuries to the pancreas to create type 1 in children. It doesn't have to come the day after food poisoning. It could come a month after. But when food poisoning happens and there's vomiting and there's diarrhea, this is one of the precursors right there to type 1 diabetes. But then research and science will just tell you it's the body's autoimmune condition now. They'll say type 1 diabetes is autoimmune and your body's attacking the pancreas. So they try to convince everybody who has diabetes, type 1 diabetes, that their own body's immune system is deciding to go after their own pancreas. That's not accurate. Type 1 diabetes is from some type of injury. It could be a athletic injury, happens to a lot of people, and or a car accident. They get rattled so hard in a car accident, bruised in the ribs, their pancreas is bruised. They recover, a month later they got type 1 diabetes. It's either a physical injury or pathogenic. Most of the time it's pathogenic like a viral injury and so forth. From my own POV, 
I understand what you're saying here. You know, I'm I'm getting my master's in functional medicine and I'd say one of my biggest takeaways so far is exactly what you're saying and that is that there is no function in the body that is not supposed to happen. And we tend to vilify things like free radicals. But, you know, free radicals are not little villains in your body doing bad things. When they get out of balance, they do bad things. But actually, in the right amount, they're really important signal molecules that tell your mitochondria really important things. And so I agree, we've all kind of adopted this idea that there are villains and then good guys. And we all fall into, okay, which camp are you in? Are you in the antioxidant camp? Or are you, you know, and we like <laughs> kind of pick sides instead of just realizing actually your body is going to do the right thing given the circumstances it's given. Yeah, yeah that makes so much sense. And body shaving, when I think about it, it's like body shaving for sure. It's like a different form of body shaming. And when you're really sick there and then you hear my body sucks because my body's faulty and my body's turning against me and no one wants to take the blame. No doctor, no system, no institution, no organization wants to take the blame about what's really happening. Now it's so on you and people go into a dark place with that. They really struggle with that. They're fighting through it. They feel like they're worthless. They judge themselves. Maybe they got family and friends around them that don't even believe what they're saying anymore. And when you're in that position, it's a whole different place. And, and so right now, like the internet's filled with a whole bunch of people that are not so sick and they're just out there screaming anything. And it's like, dude, you guys got no idea. <laughs> you get sick and you can't function anymore. That's the chronic leal. That's another world. And that's a world that's really unfair. And they need answers. And they need not to think and judge themselves and believe that their body's destroying itself. I think back to when we started the podcast and you were like, Whitney, we have to do a podcast. And I'm like, I don't think we can add one more thing onto our list of to-dos and creations. And you convinced me because we were going to be able to talk to some of the most interesting, powerful minds on the planet. And that we get to use this information then to connect into what we do and what we create at Sakara. Yeah, it's been a really reaffirming experience, hasn't it? And come home to this place of food is medicine. It makes me feel extremely grateful that we get to provide people with medicine. I know we each kind of have our own stories on how food became medicine. And if you haven't heard our stories, it's the first episode of this car podcast. And it's worth a listen because stories are what help us find ourselves, help us remember kind of what we're seeking in life. And my hope is that by sharing some of my deepest darkest insecurities and the shadow side of myself that people will see themselves and then be reminded that they too can sit in the driver's seat of their health, even though they might be in their darkest place where I was once. The food that we create here at Sakara is designed to transform your gut and your microbiome health. And when you do that, you change everything about who you are. You change your mental health, you change your physical health, you change your spiritual health, you change your cellular health. 
when I'm out in the world, people will say, I love Saqqara. And I always remind them that you don't have to be on this food program every single day. But if you come once a month for three days or once a year for one of our 30-day resets or once a year for five days in January, if that's all you can do, what it does is it transforms your gut, not just in the moment that you're eating the food, but in weeks and months after. It trains your gut to change the cravings you have, to change your metabolism. It transforms the strains of bacteria in your gut that inform your health for months to come. That diversity of ingredients that you're getting into your body changes the diversity of bacteria in your gut, which is the epicenter of your health. And it supports your total body health, your immune system, your metabolism, your skin clarity and skin health and how you age. And so I want to invite you, if you haven't tried Saqqara before, you don't need to do this whole big shebang, clear your week and, and your schedule to do it. Figure out what is holding you back from giving yourself this gift, giving this yourself this step on your path to taking really good care of yourself. You deserve to feel good. You deserve to feel nourished in your body. And we are here to help you do that. And wait, we just have to say the one thing we always forget to say. Oh yeah, it's really, really delicious. <laughs> we always talk about how it'll transform your body and your health and your microbiome. But man, our chefs are talented. It's delivered to your door, ready to eat. And it is so delicious. And that, by the way, is part of the nutrition because you sh should enjoy the path to creating a body you feel good in. It should not feel like you're depriving yourself. I literally just ate chocolate, banana, granola. I had a cookies and cream parfait. I was actually thinking when I was pouring the milk this morning, I was like, I can't believe I used to think I had to deprive myself to have a body I felt good and to have a body I felt sexy in. That's been the biggest change for me. Mm. So that's our wish for all of you, is to give you the food that helps you feel good and sexy. You can find more details and how to customize your own plan on Saqqara.com and enjoy 20% off your first order of our Saqqara Signature Nutrition Program with code POD. That's code P-O-D at checkout for 20% off your first order. Order now. So you point to heavy metals and viruses a lot as actual causes of a lot of the symptoms and illness in the world. And are those things that you've seen that are curable? Some of these viruses, I've just been told by doctors, they're really hard to get rid of. So one of my friends, her son was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. She went and had him tested for different viruses, and he had cytomegalovirus, CMV. And I told our doctor about that, and, he, and his response was like, oh, that's really hard to get rid of. Are you seeing success with getting rid of these viruses, or is your program more about decreasing the virus's intensity and the, the viral load within the body? Everybody has viruses. Everybody. and. The goal is in life, or one of the goals is not to collect more 
And if you do, fine. We work on them. We work on getting rid of them. But there is a goal, too, to get rid of it completely, yes. And are all of your approaches, or rather remedies, are they all food and juice-based? Are there supplements? It's a really good question. Like, for one thing, now, have you guys, you've guys heard about zinc? Zinc? Mm -hmm. Yep. Who hasn't at this point? Nobody talked about zinc years ago. One of the foundations to medical medium protocols is zinc. Now, it's all you hear. Conventional medicine uses zinc, alternative medicine, obviously, too. It's in everywhere. Every article you see anywhere, it's like best five best tips for your immune system. It's like zinc, vitamin C, right? You see all this stuff. But then there's more than that. It's what to do with zinc, you know, how to use it with other things. There's always another step more you can go. But there's a lot of different tools. And when it comes down to viruses and pathogens, Zinc is one of them. Vitamin C is another one. But here's the problem. If someone says, oh, AW just said vitamin C, let me go out and get a vitamin C. And next thing you know, they're taking straight ascorbic acid. And now their stomach's on fire. They got diarrhea. They're in the bathroom. You can't do the ascorbic acid if you're sensitive. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that all these little details matter so greatly. And I hear you talking about when you have these symptoms or you have Epstein-Barr or strep or type 1, like here's what you can do. What do you suggest for people who don't know what's wrong on the diagnostic side? Is that something that your books help with as well? Well, that's what they help with. Like the medical medium books are medical books with detailed information. For example, Epstein-Barr is the cause of multiple sclerosis and worsens with people with multiple sclerosis when toxic heavy metals such as mercury are present, which is usually what happens with multiple sclerosis. So what happens is that it's important to have the details about that though. It's like, okay, well now we know Epstein-Barr can create multiple sclerosis or is linked to. Science talks about it now. And then you read the details. And the details are the virus is feeding off of food that it is using to fuel itself, and then it releases a neurotoxin that's poisonous to the nervous system. So someone's going to say, okay, well, my multiple sclerosis is I got numbness in the face. I got tingles in the arms and hands. My gait is getting weird where I can't really use my right leg as good as I want to. I have pain all through my back, and I have a lesion in my brain, right? So that's one person, say, and when they learn this, they're like, wait a minute. So I have a virus in me that's feeding off of something, then releasing a neurotoxin. Well, what they're experiencing is the numbness in their face and the tingles in their hands. That's the neurotoxin actually creating an allergic reaction to the nervous system. So your nervous system, your vagus nerves, your phrenic nerves, your cranial nerves, your facial nerves are actually allergic to this neurotoxin that the virus is producing. So then you start learning, whoa, what can I do for this? How does this work? The details of what's happening. And then it's about customizing the protocol. I got multiple sclerosis. What do I need here? It's like, okay, zinc, critical that that's there. I got the zinc. And then I got the licorice root. And then I got the cat's claw. And you go down the line and you're like, I could customize a protocol here through these books and this information. But when it comes down to a condition somebody has, it's so important to know details. So it's not just like, okay, 
I got MS and it's a virus. You kind of need more than that. You need to know why your nerves are inflaming from it, how it works, and then getting the metals out too. So it's all about the virus eating something that it likes, say mercury. So how do you get somebody better? And MM Info has gotten thousands better with multiple sclerosis over the last 10, 20 years plus. And the reason why is because we've gotten rid of the metals, the mercury out of their system. We've gotten rid of the viruses. We've lowered the viruses. And when you do that, the body starts to heal. The nervous system starts to get better and they get out of multiple sclerosis and into remission. The heavy metal detoxes, all of that, very important. And what about for people who aren't dealing with a chronic illness per se, but do want to maybe feel better, have more energy? Like, Where do you suggest they start with your work? It could be something simple. It's like you do the lemon water in the morning to flush your liver, 16 ounces of lemon water in the morning every single day. You get into some celery juice, maybe 16 ounces of celery juice right after that. If that's all you do, just the lemon water flush in the morning, flush the liver first thing when you wake up, and then the celery juice shortly after, if that's all you do, that's incredible. It's like there's no punishment here. There's people that follow medical meme stuff and they do two things. They do the heavy metal detox smoothie every single day. They eat what they want. <laughs> they do what they want, but they do that one. And they'll do maybe celery juice. And then there's people that do a lot more than that. They'll do the mono cleanse. They'll get their intestinal tract healed after having colitis and Crohn's and celiac and IBS. They'll do a whole bunch of other stuff. But I recommend just maybe start small then. You just start a little bit at a time and you start with one or two things. And which of your books? Because you have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> this is an intense episode here. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> no, it's fun. I really appreciate this. Brain Saver books right there. Those are great books. And there's Cleanse to Heal. I like the Cleanse to Heal. Cleanse to Heal is a good one. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great place to start. It has a lot of good information in there. It talks a lot about toxins within our environment. And I mean, I thought I was pretty knowledgeable when it comes to toxins, but you had some stuff in there that I hadn't been thinking about. I told Daniela that like, <laughs> once you learn it, you can't unlearn it. And so I almost wish that I hadn't learned about some of these toxins because yeah. then I'm, you know, in the airport and... Like what, what? Tell us. I don't know if I even want to tell people, but the big one for me was about your carry-on suitcase, your carry-on luggage. And it goes through this x-ray machine each time, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. each time getting a little bit of radiation on it. Oh. And it goes through again and again. You know, how many years do you have your carry-on bag going through this mm -hmm. machine, getting radiation on it? And then you're carrying it around. It's sitting on a shelf up above your closet, like letting little particles of radiation fall down on you or on your kids or whatever it is. And, I mean, you were recommending having kind of I don't know, almost like a disposable carry-on <laughs> bag where you use it like five times and get a new one? Yeah. I wouldn't have that information. I mean, I know like some people, they're just like, oh, he doesn't hear a voice. Or some people are like, he does. I wouldn't know that information if it wasn't for the voice I hear. Why would I know that? Why would I know that a carry-on can become so toxic that it could be sitting next to the crib, your baby's crib, after like... 10 travels and your baby's getting radiation exposure. These are things that people don't think about. It's just like the blood draw thing. I have to smack myself in the face 
pinch myself and say, why do I have to be the first person to let the world know that there's a blood draw crisis? Yeah, tell us about this. Yeah, what is this? It's actually insane. They overdraw blood from people and no one's talking about it. So here's what's terrible. How much is too much? The two full vials can be too much for somebody who's chronically sick. Two full vials, three full vials, right? They're taking seven vials, 10 vials, 12 vials, 20 vials out of just everybody. And then when you're getting sicker and sicker from the blood draw, you're losing your life from the blood draw. When you get to that point, they're like, whoa, you're getting sicker. Get back in here. We need more blood. They can bleed you to death. And that's how a lot of chronically ill people die. It's from excessive blood draw. And no one talks about it, but the voice told me about it. I've been teaching about it for years and it makes so much sense. They're removing your immune system. And if you're somebody struggling with a chronic illness, you already have an immune system problem. You already have a weakened immune system. And then you're losing critical nutrients, electrolytes. You're losing things. And then your bones go into overdrive to produce immune cells. It becomes chaos. And the doctors aren't recognizing it. No one's recognizing it. I've seen people with Lyme disease, they just get bled to death until they're bedridden. And then they'll get 20 more vials because they're bedridden. They're just like, get them in for more blood work. We need to fix this as fast as possible. And you watch them and they just disappear. And this is a crisis. This is a major crisis we're having with the blood draw issue out there. And pregnant women, seven full vials of blood, that can put the baby in the womb into hemorrhagic shock. And they're not talking about it. It's like, oh, get in here, you're pregnant, another five vials. Get in here, you're pregnant, another five vials. The baby's going into trauma every five vials, just into trauma, and then trying to recover. This is what we're up against. And I'm not against blood work. That's not it at all. What I'm against is the blatant ignorance or negligence. Excessive. The excessive Mm -hmm. nature of it. Yeah. Do you know how long does it take for your body to replenish Some people, it can take six months, but they're already getting more blood work. Before that, they never replenish. And that's the problem. You're chronically sick, you never replenish. You're just fighting the blood draws. You don't have a chance to heal in hell. They're drawing too much blood. That's what's happening right now. And I think the work that I've done is shifting it a little bit. Uh, It's allowing the patient to ask the doctor or the phlebotomist to take half vials okay, well, if you're going to take five vials, can you do five half vials? So then you end up with two and a half full vials. This is happening now. But you'll hear things like the phlebotomist That's be like, no, they won't do that down at the lab. They won't take your blood. You better just do this now. And it's not true. They'll take your blood at the lab. They can test things from a speck of blood on a pair of old jeans that sat in a shallow grave of someone who died 40 years ago. They can scrape that blood from those genes and they can test what the blood sugar was like at that point. They can check your thyroid panel at that point. They can do so many different things. It's actually the, one of the most corrupt negligences of all time, that's a word, <laughs> of all time that we have on this planet right now. Um, and I could go on that one. I can go on and on on that one. Example, but there's <laughs> protocols. And if, if someone's listening to this, get the Brain Saver book. Don't even buy it. I don't care. Just go to the library. Get it for free. Uh, that's a good idea. Yeah, library. Get it for free. Don't even buy the book. I just want you safe. And then you'll see the protocols before you get your blood work and the protocols after you get your blood work. 
and teach you how to ask the doctors for the right amount of blood drawn. You can tell your doctor, well, look, if you're going to test all these things, can I get two vials worth of tests now? Mm -hmm. And then can I come back in a month and get two more vials? And you can test the rest of the panels or what you want to test. I've had a couple friends recently that have been exposed to mold. And I know that's something that you talk about. Where do people start with if they've been exposed to mold? You can have like a family just living in the same house and the husband is fine. There's nothing going on with him. He's sleeping in the mold. He's eating the mold. He's bathing in the mold. He's playing in the mold. He's watching TV in the mold. He's on his computer in the mold. And then you got, say, his wife in the house is like dragging, sick, brain fog, just body pain everywhere, severe fatigue. And so she goes to the doctor and the doctor goes, you got mold. You got a mold problem. I think it's in your bloodstream. I think it's in your stool. You might want to check your house for mold. And then it's like, wow, we have mold in this house. That's why I'm sick, honey. And he's fine. He's fine. There's nothing wrong with him because mold is an immune system buster. And if his immune system drops from mold and he's not being affected from it, he may not have a lot of pathogens at that moment that are taking advantage. It may not be affecting him now, but it might affect him in a year. She's got something going on. She's got probably the Epstein-Barr. The Epstein-Barr is ready to roll. Maybe she had babies. Babies lower the immune system. Viruses rise up. That's why women lose their hair after pregnancies or they get fatigue or they get thyroid disorders and the whole bit. So when the mold comes to town and starts to hit hard, she's going to go down. He's going to hang in there for a little while. There's all these different scenarios. I'm just giving you one. I could give you a hundred different versions of a family with mold exposure in the same house and who's getting affected or who's not. Plus women have their cycle. Men don't have their cycle. So when women have their cycle, their immune system drops once a month because 80% of their immune system is now looking after the reproductive system and 20% of their immune system is governing everything else. So if you have Epstein-Barr or strep or herpes simplex 1 or whatever it is, your immune system is not there to keep that back. So it's all about like building up the immune system, but doing it properly. It's all about lowering your viral load getting some metals out, getting some other toxic exposures away. I tell people, you got chronic illness, get rid of the cologne, get rid of the perfume. Yeah, and the like air freshener oh, thing oh, in your Uber. Yeah. Killer. What people don't realize is that all the fragrances breaks down the immune system. People have like fragrances that will never leave their homes, that they're pounding it out of their dryers and fabric softeners, and they got the scented candles. Burn. It's all immune system destroyers and disruptors they actually bring more mold on. So when you have the air freshener spitting out that oil, that fragrance oil, that stuff sticks to everything and it creates a mold environment. Yeah, killer. And what about like emotional, spiritual kind of impact on disease and illness? Is that something that the voice talks to you about? I was always told the voice I hear that each person is different. Every person is different, different to the point where one person can go through a trauma or have like frustration and emotional torment and mental torment 
and be really sick and get really sick from it. And another person could go through trauma and be under mental torture and torment and they're fine. Because it all depends on what else is happening inside their body. One person could be stressed out and they're fine. Like, I like stress. I'm under a lot of stress. I, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of it, but I could get along with it and like it enough. And if more stress comes my way, I'm like, hey, that's okay. I'm used to it. I could do it. But I don't have all the pathogens inside of me that people have. I don't have all the toxic heavy metals in me that people have. But somebody else, the slightest stress hits them and they got a relapse and it sets you back for a week. You're sick. You're in bed. You've got migraines. You're struggling. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like pathogens and heavy metals are a big source of what can create the environment that can be tipped. What are the top sources of these pathogens? Like, are there places that you personally always avoid? It sounds like shopping carts are maybe something you clean before you use. Those or... shopping carts? Those shopping carts are loaded. Or like, I hear They're... elevator buttons are really... Sure, I bet. Like, dirtier than your toilet. No, public toilets too. It's like, here's the thing with medical meme information, like... People are always like, put a toilet seat cover on when you're in a public bathroom, right? Put some toilet paper on the seat. But medical meme information is put a sheet of toilet paper on the top of the water in the bowl so that when you go number two, when you eliminate, your rectum isn't wide open and the splash from that toilet sends it right back into you. And that's how people get infected all across this country in this world. Oh, ew. That's where the details matter. But better than that, you have to flush the toilet once before you even start that process because there's leftover strep and staph and C. diff all floating on top of the water in Simplex 2. You want to flush the toilet bowl first, get a new fresh round of water, and then put the sheet of toilet paper floating on top. And then when you go to bathroom, it breaks the splash so that you don't get infected. Wow. I do want to ask you about strep real quick. You know, it's holidays and back to school and my three-year-old brought home strep throat for the whole family. And I just feel like I haven't been quite better since. Yeah. Yeah, and I had acne growing up and all of these things. I had um, group B strep during pregnancy. Strep is a bug that's like changing every day right now. So it's because the medical industry... Not the alternative industry. I'm not going to pick on them right now. The conventional medicine world antibiotic strep to death. Yeah. If the conventional world used just some of the basic fundamentals of like natural health, they would have improved strep in this world to the point where it wouldn't be so antibiotic resistant. Strep is becoming the new super bug, even though no one says that. So... It's behind those UTIs and the bladder infections, the kidney infections that women get. The yeast infection, when you hear yeast infection, well, I just went to the doctor and I just got diagnosed with the yeast infection. That's a strep infection. The yeast is there because the strep is there. So what happens with yeast is unproductive yeast tends to all hang around wherever there's a bacterial infection. But they never tell women that. So um, when I published that, I remember a doctor calling me up and be like, that's the craziest thing I ever heard, but I believe you because I'm starting to test for strep in every single yeast infection case I have, and I'm noticing the strep is there. Or bacterial vaginosis. They never test what bacteria <laughs> exactly. that is. Or PID, pelvic inflammatory, right? So 
all of that is all these different varieties of strep, including conjunctivitis and sinus infections that are there for no reason. And then acne too. They're turning into little superbugs and strep no longer weakens from antibiotics so much anymore. So what happens if you already have a history of some strep inside of you, there's a good chance it's still in you and it's there. It was creating acne. It was creating some other kind of conditions or UTI or whatever it is. And then then you get a new strep. So when a new one comes in, it kind of shakes things up and it wakes up the other one. They actually fight each other. One doesn't want the other one in their way in the moment. And what happens is when that war ensues, a lot of times you can be fatigued for months afterwards. You can be beat up for months afterwards. You can just feel sick for two, three weeks afterwards. You can just feel all these different symptoms. Another thing that happens is when a new strep comes in, it lowers your immune system and then other stuff kind of creeps up and you just don't feel good for a while. It's kind of like, long-haul COVID. What I used to teach too was always like, when you get a bad flu, it lowers your immune system and then your Epstein-Barr and strep come up. And a lot of people, they have mucus long-lasting after their flu because they're fighting strep. But nobody knows that they're also battling strep. And the same thing with long-haul COVID, it's like all of a sudden this other stuff comes up. But it doesn't mean you can't beat it down and clean it up and move it forward. Yeah, what do we do? How do we beat it down? (laughs) (laughs) Well, a couple of things, right? What I tell people is be cautious as heck with the blood draws. Be mindful about how much blood is being drawn because that right there will make it so you can't heal your strep. The other thing is don't do the intermittent fasting where you don't eat at all until the end of the day because all you're doing is releasing adrenaline all day long. You're running on adrenaline and you're wearing down your immune system. You can't fight strep with acne or strep with that's causing anything else when you're sitting there not eating all day, but you're on your like coffee drinks and espressos all day long. That's another, don't, don't do that. Back down the caffeine's another one too. Another one is chocolate. Pair back the chocolate. You want to get rid of viral infection or bacterial infection? Pair back the chocolate. You can start as simply as this, like, You're not blindly removing foods. Like this guy told me to remove eggs. This guy told me to remove dairy, but I don't know why. I'm just going to do it. You're removing it because it feeds strep and it feeds viruses and bacteria. And when you remove them, you don't feed your bugs. So it's about starving your bugs, but not starving yourself. So that's another example right there. And there's protocols in the books and so forth, but I'm just giving you a couple of different options. Well, we'd love to ask you for some light work for our listeners. I mean, it sounds like there's lots of homework for all of us, but what's something that you want our listeners to take away from this and put into action? I was just on my telegram the other night and Spirit told me to tell everybody to say the word light. And so when you're winding down at night, you're just getting ready for bed and your mind's racing because I hear that all the time. People are like, my mind is racing and it won't stop. I have frustrations and I have problems and it's just running through my mind or my schedule is already just running through my mind and I can't break those thoughts. One thing you can do is you say the word light. You say it at night before you go to bed and you say it out loud, but you don't scream it and you don't yell it. You can whisper it and you can say it very gently while you're laying there. And when you do that, a couple of times, the word is going to start sounding different. You're going to start seeing the word. Imagine seeing the word light and you see it and you say it once, light. And you say it again, light. And you do that a few times. 
and something happens in the brain. The neurons start to calm down. Brain heat starts to drop. A frequency changes inside your brain. Negativity that you feel like you might have collected all day long starts to just like fades away. And that alone is such a powerful way to help stabilize. And if you want to go a bit further, when you see the word light, imagine you're seeing a light way up in the stars and it's coming down for you. And this is a great way to really help move not just negativity, but to get the mind to stop going and going and going just to redirect your neurons, your electrical impulses. I challenge anybody to try it. I love that. Great light work. Thank you. It is. <laughs> That's perfect. Well, A.W., this has been a pleasure. Thank you for taking the time to come on to the Sakara Life podcast and share your knowledge with us today. It's an honor to be here, you guys. Thank you. And uh, had a great time, seriously. Today, we're getting back to the basics of Sakara, And so we wanted to share a bit about our Sakara Signature Nutrition Program for all of those listeners that are new to us. We created this program after healing ourselves to help others feel the same transformation that we experienced through the power of food as medicine. This program is based on the science behind a whole food, plant-rich diet and has been crafted around our proprietary nine pillars of nutrition which focuses on things like nutrient diversity and eating the rainbow, eating your water and getting enough sulfur-rich veggies into your diet, as well as cultivating body intelligence in order to have true mind, body, and soul transformation. The Sakara Signature Nutrition Program makes clean eating easy. It's entirely free from meat, gluten, dairy, refined sugar, pesticides, harmful chemicals, and GMOs. The menu is chef-crafted and changes weekly to highlight seasonal ingredients and recipes so you never have to sacrifice taste for eating healthy. If you're interested in learning more about our Sakara Signature Nutrition Program, head to sakara.com to see how you can customize the program to fit your needs and lifestyle. That's S-A-K-A-R-A And for a limited time, we wanted to give you all a gift of transformation. So use the code podcast20 at checkout for 20% off your first order of Sakara Life. I think so many of us are so busy these days trying to take care of the entire world around us, whether you're a busy professional or a mom I encourage you to give this gift of nutrition to yourself. You deserve to feel amazing in your body. And when you nourish yourself, then you're able to better take care of the world around you and share your special gifts with the world.